This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on, man? Hey, John. It's like, it's crazy. I mean, like, water started falling from the st- sky in Southern California today. It was unreal. Oh, I, don't so I can't remember the last time this happened. <laughs> the Ice Age? Who knows? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, you know how it is in California. Like, like water only falls from the sky long enough to like, make things green so they can die and then start the fire season all over again. That's right. I, you know, it's funny because I was explaining this to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah, it was uh, uh, one of my coworkers from Singapore. And they're like, I was like, yeah, I used to live in SoCal. And they're like, oh, well, you know, and they wanted to know about like the fires. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about the, the life cycle of fires in Southern California and uh, California in general. It's not even just SoCal. So anyway, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's how that works. So anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather or fires. What do you have on tap for us tonight? No, we're just here to talk about the like, um, like overall cosmic death of the Marvel Universe as orchestrated by one man, um, Donny Cates. Now it's like in recent. Now it's always great when like you know like some new um talent like makes their way into like Marvel or DC universe. Like, you know, like we've had lots, lots of great work from like, I, I have lived long enough to see like, like guys like um Bendis or Jonathan Pickman or Ed Brubaker or Matt Fraction, you know, break their way into um like, like the Marvel universe and Scott Snyder. It's like, um like dominate Batman in the, uh, in the DC universe. But, you know, it's like, it seems like in, like in the present days, like, you know, like, it's always gets harder for like, you know, someone to make a big splash and all like someone to like, basically like, come in and show like, Hey, you know what? I can sell comics too. So I mean, like, as much as I love, um, Kieran Guilin, he was the guy who made, who mainly wrote great comics in the Marvel universe as opposed to writing great selling comics and all. Now, then you got, um, Donny Cates, who, um, uh, he, along with his, um, buddy, um, Jeff Shaw, um, had a, um, breakout success with image in um in doing um god country a, a series that had um like a um a family in texas dealing with their um dealing with their like with the grand their their granddad's um like onset of alzheimer's until this um like this some um, giant um like um tornado drops this mystical sword like on like on their family's like ranch and like granddad gets it and it um like manages to like stave off his alzheimer's and so, like, even though there's, like, this race of cosmic people trying to uh, want the sword back, Granddad says, hey, you know, it's like, like this makes me um, whole again. It's like, I know who my um, son and my grandkids are. This is great. If you want this sword back, you better just come and get it, man. It was a, it was a great series that um, did an excellent job, a textbook job, of how to ground, like, high fantasy elements with relatable human concerns and reading it. It's like, I, it's, it's not, it's easy to see just, you know, how this like struck a chord with like a wide swath of comics readership and how, um, you know, like, and Marvel figured Marvel looks at this and goes, Hey, you know, it's like, let's give this guy a shot. Um, and see, let's give this, these guys a shot because it was Kate's and, and Shaw who got their shot on this series. Um, I'm talking about, um, Thanos because, Prior to that, prior to their um, stint on Thanos, it was just like a twelve-issue run from Jeff Lemire and Micah Diodato and, Je- and Gerald Peralta, basically talking about how Thanos was dying, and then he got better, and oh, now he's Thanos again. You know, I Jeff Lemire has done some 
good stuff in the past, but the more I read of him in the present day, just kind of feels like he's just going through the motions and all. And I'll have more to say about that when I get into him talking about um, Gideon Falls. But, you know, I think it's safe to say that, you know, by the time he was done with his 12 issues on Thanos, no one was expecting much. And, um, well, Marvel figured, okay, well, we'll give, like, um, these new hot image guys, um, Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw, a shot on the series and see what they can do. Well, you know, it's like, I've written, I've mentioned, I've written about um, Thanos wins. I've name-checked it a lot in subsequent um, reviews. But this, that's because this is like the rare Marvel series where um, instead of like sales going down with each issue, they went up with each issue. I mean, he was just like crazy to hear about the buzz that, you know, this, that the Thanos series that no one was talking about before was now like the talk of the town. And it was all about an arc that basically had Thanos, you know, being dragged into the future to face himself. And how was he dragged into the future? Well, he was dragged there by the cosmic Ghost Rider. And who was this Ghost Rider? Well, that's kind of a surprise because, because like the reason he was brought there is because like his um his present day his present day future self basically was had basically killed the entire universe and now he was just down to like one last character the fallen one in order and he as soon as he killed this person then he could be with death and his life would be complete well our thanos was like kind of like really bitchy about this just saying like you know why am i why am i dragging here why are you like me like i'm like begging me for my help it's like and he's just kind of like upset about this and it's just and um this and Thanos wins this all about you know just Thanos like just like looking at what his his future supposed to become when he's like finally killed off everyone in the universe and he's just got that like that last final stretch to go like what do you do when you're trying to like get to that last point well it's like Thanos wins was like is is um a ton of fun really and it's also one of the rare comics that I've read where um, it's like, I think this is probably would have been read better like had I got experienced in single issue form because Cates and Shaw introduced like lots of um, interesting like like twists with um, each, each issue. Basically, it's just kind of like, like, you know, okay, so the first issue is basically like the final page of you is like, oh, well, like, you know, Thanos is um, like finally again is going to like take on, he's going to meet his future self. Oh, and then at the next issue, well, um, it's like he's got, he's dealing, like, um, it's like he's got, like, uh, he's got to make good with death and all. And then, oh, it's like in the third issue, we found out who the cosmic ghost writer is. And um, then we, um, it's like, and also who the uh, final um, person that they need to kill is. And it's, it ties into the, like, tomorrow cosmic continuity. I mean, it's just like that, that, this slowly escalating, um, like um series of like of of craziness and it's like and so reading this i like i i i thoroughly understand why the series like packed on sales with like with each each issue and why people were like like were on board with this it's like it's it's like it's like is it i mean and but the thing is though is that um thanos wins is basically a filler arc it's basically like something like you know hey you know like we're going to like cancel the series like 
you know, at issue 18. So it's like, hey, you know, it's like, so you, so like, hey, Donnie and Jeff, like, whatever you want to do, just go for it. And um, and Kate basically went, went and said, okay, I can do that. And um, this is kind of like how you handle a filler arc. Because basically, if everything is going to be like reset at the end, then it's just basically like, why not go for the crazy? Why not just like go as if if the reset button is going to be whacked, then just like go as as crazy as you want, and um, so I can see what happens. And the end result is that um, it's like it's a it's a story that basically like that once like the sales started piling up, Marvel basically went and said, "Wow." Hey, so uh, what else you got with this? Oh, wait, no, we, you canceled this series. So what can we do with it? Um, okay, um, let's see what we can do with this. Because, you know, it's like, I, because like, because Thanos, like I said, I, Thanos Wins is like one of the most consequential um, series in recent Marvel memory because like these are guys who made sales go up with each, each issue. This doesn't happen. And this is how, um, like, um, Kate's, like um, Keith and Shaw, like you know, became an A-list creative team. This is how um, when they were now when they went back to Image to do their series crossover, which is basically you know what happens when the, a major like comic book um, crossover series happens in the real world, sold like gangbusters for the company. This is how this is how this this happens. But um, as far as Marvel goes, they thought, well, what can we uh, do to like um, like leverage the success of this arc of the series that we were going to cancel, and um, how do we to go from there. Well, that goes basically with the like, the idea. With that is like you know, hey, we do a spinoff miniseries for the character that um that was its breakout su- breakout success. That is the Cosmic Ghost Rider, because you know, think well, okay, it's, you think okay, I know who the Ghost Rider is. I mean, he's like the uh, Spirit of Vengeance, like the guy who punishes the wicked, like in the Marvel universe proper. But um, how did he get cosmic and all? Well. That's because, uh, in, as we found out in Thanos Wins, the Cosmic Ghost Rider is none other than Frank Castle, the Punisher. Guy who, um, when Thanos came to kill the, uh, the, like the, uh, Marvel, all the Marvel heroes on, on Earth, just for like, all the stuff they'd done to him in the past, well, it's like he was there as well, but, you know, he just kind of like, got knocked out, like, in the, like, like, in the uh, conflict because, you know, he's, He's still just human. And so when he was laying there dying, he just thought, well, I give anything to punish that big purple son of a bitch. And then in one of the best page turn reviews that I've read, period, well, Frank runs up in front of um, Mephisto and Mephisto goes, anything? Well, and that's how Frank Castle became the Ghost Rider. And how did he become the Cosmic Ghost Rider? Well, like after like Thanos started killing everyone in the Marvel universe, well, like uh, that included Galactus as well. And so when uh, like Galactus came to Earth just to to like um look for help, well, like he found no one. He found because Thanos had already killed everyone. Only person left was uh was um the Ghost Rider who was just running around the world trying to punish people who were like you know already dead, and like that was driving him nuts. So Galactus made um, Ghost Rider his herald, and they, took, and they tried to fight back um, Thanos's um, like onslaught of death. And then after Thanos killed Galactus, he thought, "Huh, you know, it's like you're, you know, you're cosmic powered spirit of vengeance. Hey, you know what? Why don't you just join up with me, and I'll show you like um, stuff you've never seen before." 
And um, Frank was like, all right. And so now he became the black right hand of Thanos. And after he was um, killed by the final one in um, Thanos Wins, well, then he was recruited by um, Odin to like, join the ranks of Valhalla because he just like had a crazy-ass life and all. But the thing is, um, Frank realized that, you know, it's like, after all the stuff I've done in my life, I realized I just I deserved like punishment. So why am I like like supposed to be here in Valhalla and all? He's just like starting up bar fights with all the all the random gods who are living there. And then Odin is like, oh, man, it's like it's like I don't know what to do with you. It's like so like what what can I so so Frank, what can I do with you? What can I make you to make you happy? And then Frank says, you know, it's like and then he says, Well, why don't I just send you back to wherever you want to go? And then Frank goes, you know what? I know where I want to go. I want to go back to where Thanos is the baby, and I'm going to go ahead and kill him. So that's what um, that's how we get Cosmic Ghost Rider, Baby Thanos Must Die, from Cates and um, Dylan Burnett. Basically, it's one big story about how um, how how Frank, you know, try like gets to uh, like goes back in time to kill um, Thanos' kid, and realizes that. Oh man, you're actually an innocent at this time. So what do I do? Oh wait, I know. I can raise you to um be like a good person. And that's where um the watcher goes. I've come back to witness like the worst decision anyone's ever made in the history of cosmos in the cosmos. And that's it right there. So it's so I mean it, the series like you know it's meant. To it, it, it kind of you get the feeling like it's meant to start off as like you know just crazy insane um like uh like comedy stuff and there is some there's a lot of stuff there like like i said with the a bit with the uh, watcher um when um cable shows up and he starts like bringing people back like in term like oh like um in various times as well like when he's just like saying, oh body slide by one body slide by 10 body slide by 25 body slide by 100 and he's just bringing all these people back for like the ghost rider to kill and um eventually it's revealed that oh like um it's like he uh constant ghost rider does succeed in raising baby thanos and oh he's turned baby um baby thanos into um a cosmic punisher you know it's it's like it's interesting it's like it, it's like it, that, that's kind of that's kind of like that's kind of like um cra- crazy and all it's like, I appreciate like you know how um, like you know how um like Kate's, Kate's and um Burnett Burnett um really um go like goes over the top with like all all the action he's like asked to draw here, um and Kate's does a good job of trying to like um ground this as well. It's like because if there's one thing that um like drives and grounds Kate's work, it's that it's like in like the spirit of family, just showing you like how like how how do you um how how do you react to your um to your to your family members when you've got superpowers? I mean, like even when you've got um like you know like cosmic like like universe destroying powers, like there's still like this like this this emotion that like, grounds you to um like like to the people you're related to. I mean, like like Thanos like you know was still was still reacting to like this future version of himself in Thanos wins, and um when we see um like the future um by Punisher Thanos. So he's kind of like reacting to um, like how he was raised by um, Frank Castle, and then like Frank Castle, Cosmic Ghostwriter, just is kind of like 
like thinking like, no, this is not how it is. It's just, and he's like, it's like, it's good stuff that he, uh, that he does, um, like, like know how to ground this. And I think that, um, there's a decent attempt that in Cosmic Ghost Rider, but, um, I was kind of like more hoping for like, you know, just like more insanity because the Cosmic Ghost Rider is an insane character and going back in time to kill baby Thanos is kind of like an insane concept. So I just kind of like, like it's a, it's a decent enough series that has style, that has good ideas, but it's maybe not like as well grounded as it takes to be like a great series. It's still quite good, just not great. But, um, and then um, after that, well, uh, Kate's uh, got the job of I don't know if he like if he like sought this out or if he just like Marvel just figured, well, it's like someone has to do this, so we're gonna give it to you. It's like, and that is um like figuring out how to tie off the, the bloody stump of their attempt to make the the Inhumans the next X Men. So, because in case you haven't heard, um. The reason the X-Men have been downplayed for a good long while prior to Jonathan Hickman's um, like relaunch of the uh, of the franchise, well, it's because that you know, like with um, the X-Men being owned by uh, Fox, you know, like they like uh, like Marvel couldn't like capitalize them capitalize on them as far as like you know in terms of the MCU and all. Well, so they figured, hey, you know, we've got the Inhumans, so like, why don't just make them the new X-Men and uh, you know, they tried. They gave it the their best shot, and you know, they threw and Charles Soule um tried his best as well. But um, the thing is, like, no one really gives a shit about the Inhumans outside of the occasional prestige miniseries. Like, hey, I will say that the Paul Jenkins J. Lee um maxi series is absolutely worth your time, and also as is the um Warren Ellis, Roland Bashi, um Gerardo Zafino um Karnak miniseries, but um. Other than that, you know, it's like, are there are there any other great um, Inhuman series? Oh, and also Miss Marvel, you know, the Kamala Khan, she's an Inhuman as well. But aside from them, you know, <laughs> there's like nothing. I mean, like you got like the Inhumanity, like um, series, the Inhuman series, the uh, Uncanny Inhumans. Because if you, in case you doubted that I was when I said that, oh, they're, Marvel is trying to uh, make Inhumans the next X-Men. Well, hey, they're uh, making them, when their series is held, like the Uncanny Inhumans. That should tell you all you need to know right there. But what I'm getting at right here is Death of the Inhumans. Well, it's like, that's basically what happened when um, Marvel realized that like, you know, this wasn't going to happen. What When A, this wasn't going to happen, and B, B, well, we got the X-Men back, so we can just make the X-Men the X-Men again. So, so we need, so basically, Kate's and um, artist Ariel Olivetti um, got the job of uh, just, like, t- drawing a line under, like, Marvel's current um, expansion of the Inhumans line. And, well, they basically had the, uh, like, like a, like a subset of Kree, like the uh, creators of the Inhumans way back in the day, um, who had been tasked with exploring the universe, coming back, and I'm um, realizing that oh well, the Cree, like the Cree um, alliance, has basically been destroyed as a result of like events in the uh, Black Vortex. Well, we're gonna like um have all the Inhumans available, like just like um join join us or die because we created them, and so Death of the Inhumans is all about um 
like Black Black Bolt and the Inhuman, like Inhuman Royal Family, um, dealing with the uh, like the Kree's efforts to like like to recruit them, and um, it's like and also the, the machinations of um like this new um super Inhuman Kree known as Vox to um like to subdue them as well. It's um you know it's like I wrote a very uh, a uh, well I'm be very a um fairly negative review of this like talking about how it was like you know like kind of kind of depressing in one one note and um it's like and uh, honestly it's like it's like rereading it you know I don't think it was, I don't think it was that bad really but at the same time you know it's like I I was like if you're like going to care about this like miniseries, you kind of have to care about the Inhumans. And I was like, eh. It's like I was kind of like um, upset about the fact that you know, like, hey, like, you're asking me like, except like the Inhumans are the new X Men. No, no, I don't. So I was kind of glad to see um, like Marvel kind of like accept this by um, like commissioning this miniseries, which basically like basically has um Black um Black Bolt like kind of like um sacrificing everything to uh like to defeat the Kree to like like to uh like uh like except um Vox um like uh like ruining his um it's like it's like his his uh his his uh, signature attack his voice it's like to the point where like hey you know you can only have like you know one shot left like to so you better make it count and at the same time you know like have him like still be able to use his voice as like a uh, as like a prison knife a shiv so there are some so there are some de- decent bits in here, and I'm willing to admit that maybe I was uh, a little excessively, excessively negative. It's like like to like to my initial review of this this mini series because like it's not that bad, but at the same time it's just kind of like you know it's like like it's and um Keats does have a do good of like you know showing the humans as as a family. Like, you know, what happens when, like, you know, like, someone, like, you know, threat, threatens your family. Like, what do you do about this? Well, like, it's like you've got, it's like, it's like you've got to, um, like, use all the, like, everything at, the, at your, at your disposal, like, um, like, get back at them. And uh, I do like, um, his, his establishment of the fact that, oh, um, Bitter A Bill, well, he is, um, total buds with, um, transporting dog, um, Lockjaw. That was a fun that was a fun bit right there. It plays off like in um it's like later later on as well. But um Death of the Inhumans, you know, it's like you don't need to buy this. I guess if you do buy it, it's not terrible, but um it's just kind of a reminder of like you know when Marvel it's like of a of a big mistake in, in Marvel's um Marvel editorial's planning in the sense that, hey, you know, it's like we thought we're gonna the humans are gonna be great. Like in terms of like replacement for X Men. No, no, they weren't. It's like, and um, Death of the Humans is just kind of the bloody underscore of that. And hey, you know, it's like if they want to do like a, if someone who has a um, good, proper idea with what to do with the Inhumans, like li- comes along later on, then hey, go for it, man. Because, you know, like Inhumans don't need the burden of being the next X Men. So, but, um, you know, with all this cosmic stuff under his belt, you would think that, hey, you know, it's like Kate's would be a good good shot like for uh taking on like you know marvel's foremost cosmic team with the uh, gardens of the galaxy so and that's what marvel did because they they not only threw him but they also picked um like uh um jeff shaw to come back and um like 
illustrate the first arc of this like of their um, Guardians of the Galaxy series. Um, probably called the final gauntlet because, well, yeah, sure, Thanos is dead and all, and everyone should be rejoicing. Well, oh yeah, that's right, Thanos is dead because um Gamora killed him in the Infinity Wars a maxi series or event series, and so they figured, oh well, it's like this is great, like Thanos is dead, it's like we should we should all be happy now. Well, you know because Thanos is a uh, is a consummate planner, if nothing else. Well, he uh, he has let everyone know that um that through through his will that um his um brother Eros recovered, or Eros known as the uh, it's like the Avenger um oh, what is it um Starfire Foxfire it's like that that guy the guy who can like make you um like do things because like you're in love with them and all so so there you go but um they figure that but um after like you know Thanos' will was recovered and played before everyone, like, he basically said that, hey, you know, I've implanted my, um, like, my mind in one of you to, um, so that, um, you can just, like, it's like, I will be back, because I'm Thanos, if not anything else. And, well, everyone, including Eros, realizes that, oh, okay, well, if Thanos is going to plant his mind in anyone, well, it's going to be his daughter, Gamora. So, so, like, their initial plan is to, um, like, go out and kill Gamora, but then um, the Black Order shows up and um, steals his um, body because um, Thanos' current girlfriend, Hela, you know, the, the Norse goddess of hell in the Thor comics, well, she wants, um, she wants her boyfriend back. And, um, and, the thing, and um, this... It's like, and uh, that's kind of like the uh, thrust of this first volume, the final, final gauntlet. It basically has... has it, it's basically kind of like a, uh, a continuity fix from like from the events of Infinity Wars. And, you know, I was kind of hoping that, uh, oh, oh, with, um, you know, them throwing um, Donny Cates and Jeff Schott, this, this is going to be like a nice long run. Because, like, hey, these guys, after what they did on Thanos, like, hey, they should be able to do, like, great stuff on um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, no, it turns out that um, their run on this series is only going to be like a 12-issue con- continuity fix. Just, just, um, just, uh, maintaining things until like the next team come along which um in all fairness was out ewing in one cabal which um they're they're pretty great so this uh this wasn't as bad as i'm making it out to see so so you've got um thing is you've got like a peter quill who was like despondent after i have how um gamora killed him in um infinity wars it grew to his like you know sharpening himself like in his in terms of being like an angsty uh, teen um, sentient talking tree, and uh, like there, and, uh, and then you've also got like when they're trying when they find out that oh wait we weren't invited to the reading of Thanos as well, well like you know what's going on there? Well, it turns out that the Black Order, you know like 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 sent off a uh, like a black hole there, so it's like a lot of people there were um, sucked into it, but the people who managed to get out of it were. Um, Moon Dragon, um, Philavel from another universe, Beta Ray Bill, and the Cosmic Ghost Rider. These are the new Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, well, they've got to like save the world from uh, like from Thanos's Thanos's resurrection. And like this, the final gauntlet is like is good fun. Is good fun. In fact, if you like Guardians of the Galaxy, I definitely give this give the series a rec- recommend. It's got and um, it's and even. Even though it's like it's 
it feels like it's like you know kind of a continuity fix and all like like case is just like like obeying the uh, whims of his uh marvel overlords like it it winds up working out pretty pretty well in the sense that there's like you know some good character moments between particularly with um peter quill who's like i'm trying to deal with the fact that oh um like it, like i have to go um save gamora who killed me previously and hey why don't i call up um kitty pride my ex-girlfriend i ask her tell her ask have her find out how to uh ask her how to uh tell me to deal with this <laughs> that's awkward and um it's like and um groot um like has his own like um, opinions about this and uh, like how he like essentially seizes the mutiny because you know because peter is just like such a garbage fire at this point that you know hey he he can do that and get away with it, no problem. But um, with the final gauntlet is a good, um, like it's a, it's a good big, um, like a like a co- cosmic story that basically like, tells you about you know how um Thanos is coming back, and um well you know there is kind of a way to stop him. It's like, but it also kind of involves them like um having to um be able to trust Gamora. It's like as well. So so it's so it's. It's good. It's good fun, and like, as long as you acknowledge that, like, hey, it's not going to lead anywhere um, significant. Well, long-reaching anyway. It's just all about just like getting the guardians back in a kind of. It's the first half of getting the guardians back into a workable, um, cosmic team. So, and um, as far as that goes, you know, um, Kate's and uh, Shaw do a good job of that in this first volume. But um, one and one of the things they one of the characters that um they they um let go after this is um the silver surfer and um this is one of the main reasons i wanted to do this podcast is because well like there are a couple of volumes that i didn't get around to reviewing like when they came out and uh, one of these is silver surfer black because um when the the uh black order um showed up to um thanos's um i will reading and like try to um, suck everyone into a black hole well silver surfer was one of those characters thing is though that um, he was able to get um, all of the characters who weren't relevant to his story all back into the uh, present day. As for he himself, well, he just wanted going back, back, back in time to a uh, to like to a point where to a point before um, like life had been seen in the universe to a point where like darkness like would kind of rule it, and um, when he and he just and when he encounters like some like like some people who are like guarding this door, it's like and they, they try to attack him and he just figures like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna fight back because I don't wanna die. Like you he he pull, he um he essentially beats them off and then when he finds out what these people are guarding, well, turns out to be none other than Null, the king in black. The guy who is um running the current um Marvel co- Marvel event right now that is masterminded by Cates himself. Well, because uh, as the introduction to this miniseries tells us, you know, it's like like uh, the Silver Surfer, you know, like he was, he spent a long time as the Herald of Galactus and um, he just stand, stood by emotionally while um, Galactus like killed untold um, like planets. And um, it's like he's and uh, even though, like, he eventually learned to uh, care about life, it's like, for a long time that, you know, he just let Galactus, like, m- like murder all these, um, like, un- all these other planets and all. 
And uh, Solar Surfer Black is kind of like um, Case's attempt to uh, square, you know, like Surfer's indifference to uh, like letting Galactus kill all these planets um, with making him into a character we can actually care about. Because the series, like, as, impl- as I mentioned earlier, it's like, you know, it takes place way at the beginning of the dark Marvel Universe, back when, like, you know, it was mostly shrouded in darkness and Null was kind of like someone who could freely move within, it's like, within, within that space. But at the same time, there's also, there's other stuff working at, working um, here as well. It's like, such as when he meets um, Ego, the living planet, and when he tries to um, do Ego a solid by f- finding the, uh, this, uh, like this uh, thing that embedded in his in his core, it finds out that oh, this is the incubation uh, matrix for um for Galen of Ta, who the man who would become um Galactus. He thinks that well, maybe this is the chance that I can have to like kill him. It's like and like get out of all the uh like all this like universal genocide that I subsequently went to like, had a hand in committing. Well, it turns out that. Well, it might not surprise you that hey, you know, it's like this this isn't this doesn't happen. It's like, you know, he uh Silver Surfer like eventually doesn't um kill Galactus. You know, it's like he lets him go because you know Galactus is all about balance. But what does um the surfer do to balance things? Well, it's like Kate has an interesting idea about that, and it's a big swing. And I I gotta admit, I admire I admire the uh effort he goes to making this big swing. And as you the fact that it's coming from from an artist who knows like how to do like crazy stuff like uh Donny Cates. Not Donny Cates, like he's the writer. Trad Moore, the guy who does um who did the insane over the top artwork for the Luther Strode series. And my God, he uh if you're talking about a series of like trades and like over the top crazy abstract cosmic elements, well, Moore is the kind of guy you want to you want to go for that, because when your um big spin involves like a surfer like repopulating the uh, like the universe with um seeds of life that he got from his uh, conflict with um Null, then um Trad Moore is the kind of guy you want to go for go for that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if um like Moore was just kind of indifferent to working with Marvel until they told him that hey you know you're gonna draw the Silver Surfer and he's gonna be like fighting with like like a like one of the primordial like essences of darkness in the Marvel universe and like dealing with Galactus. It's like back before he was born and what he looked like and Eagle living planet back in the day. And also you're gonna like have find a way to convincingly show the Silver Surfer reseeding the universe with life. So yeah. I think that, you know, like more kinda like um responded like uh, positively to that. And I think that's and um he um definitely delivered like some some proper proper over the top like art for Silver Surfer Black, and um, to to the point where you know what, I I waited until like um this this miniseries was reprinted in a proper Marvel proper um, proper size miniseries collection, but um prior to that um it was originally reprinted in a uh, Treasury edition, which is like like oversized like the uh history of the marvel universe with um mark wade and javier rodriguez um size and to be honest you know i think you know that um buying that buying the series in that format would also be worth it as well so there you go so i i enjoyed it but um then we get to like the uh other series other volume the other 
one that I didn't get around to reviewing, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Faithless. Basically, it's the um, back half of um, of Cates' run on Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's doing it with um, artist um, Corey, like, Corey Smith, and um, it's like, and there are some other like um, creators who are like um, dealing with like what happened to other the current status quo of other characters, such as um, like such, such as Quasar, um, Nova, um, um, Dark Darkhawk, um, it's like Adam Warlock. It's like, and they, these are these are these are decent stories and all, but um, the core core of it involves the return of the Trisha's universal truth, and uh, it turns out that. You know, like they've come back from the fu- they've come back in the future, and um, they're like instead of like uh, like uh, steal- stealing your uh, it's like your mind, they're stealing your life force now. And um, even though it's like uh, it's like uh, uh, Peter Quill's like um, like uh, group now includes um, it's like um, Beta Ray Bill, um, Moon Dragon, and um, Philavel from another universe. Well, it's like they're kind of like they're kind of like uh, screwed. In terms of like you know what this new version of the Church of Universal Truth like ha- like has to offer. In fact, like after like their initial their initial attack um, tr- um proves ineffective, all that's left of the Guardians is um Groot and um and Moon Dragon, and they've got to go and find out you know hey, Rocket, what are you doing? Well, turns out that um Rocket is busy dying. It's like because all the uh all the uh, cybernetic implants that make um, Rocket Rocket like are like are failing, and it's like he just kind of wants um, he just kind of wants to, like to die in pieces. He just wants his um, his death like to, to belong only to him. Groot reminds him that hey, you know it's like after like everything you've done, I, after you're a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, like you're part you're part like this this group that's meant to protect the universe. So no, your death does not belong to you. You kind of like belong to the universe. And that's kind of what convinces um, um, Rocket to like um, get into this, like this giant, giant mech suit that he's got, got on hand to, to uh, preserve him, preserve himself and um, take the fight to the uh, Church of Universal Truth. So on one hand, I, uh, I think I get what um case is going here with this with this run with um you know rocket just you know trying to uh like realizing that you know hey you know it's like i'm I'm done it's like I just want this this i I just want my my death to belong to myself, but the uh way things are wrapped up is just kind of like, oh well, if that's all you had to do to save rocket, well, it really didn't matter in the first place, so I mean. Does a good job to like to sell, you know, like like this. Oh, this this poor humanoid raccoon. You know, he's dying, and he's like, it's painful to watch. So I mean, yeah, that's there's he milks the drama as far as you can with that. But at the same time, it's just kind of at the end, it kind of feels like, well, Dick, if this is all it took to save him, like, why didn't you do that before? Like he, uh, like he uh, had to, uh, like, you know, fight the Church of Universal Truth, and um, oh. And uh, but I will say that I do like the fact that one of the recruits is um the Magus, the uh, alternate evil alternate alternate future history version of uh, Adam Warlock, who um you know it's like I 
I like the fact that they they um, pitched him as like, oh, like well, he just kind of wants to be like a good person now. Like just like he's just like a kid who like hasn't like done all the evil stuff that the Magus is known for. So, I, I mean, like this is probably the one time I've like kind of liked this character because you know, like when you're saying like, oh, you're an evil alternate first future version of this character, it's like, oh, okay, fine. But um, you know, they found came with like um Kate's. And um, artist Corey Smith came with a good spin on this character, and I like like seeing that here. And um, it's like an overall, it's like you know, like the uh, like like the uh, the the, um, the the bad guy who is in who is running the uh, Church of Universal Truth here also has a good um, solid connection to um, Peter Quill and um, his. Uh, and even if he's like, you know, oh, well, I'm just going like, to go ahead and like drain part of Earth in order like, to uh, save the future. Well, like it's a good solid um, reason for that. Like, I think um, Faithless is a, if you can get past the fact that, you know, like the, that, uh, that a lot of this stuff kind of feels like it's, oh, or like um, Rocket is like going to die, but oh, wait, no, he's not. And now he's going to be fine because saving him was really easy in the end. It's like if you get past like something like that, then um, I think it's a good it's a good story. And in the end, it's like it's kind of like at at the very end, like we get like several um, double page spreads that basically kind of celebrate um, what um, Kate's been um, doing in in Marvel's cosmic space, like up to this point. And um, I think, and it kind of feels like a victory lap at this point, but. Honestly, I think it's some like um pretty well, um pretty well earned because I, because th- um, like even if he can't, qu- even if like it's not always able to stick the landing, I think that um Kate's does a good job of, of telling like you know good good solid stories um like connecting these characters it's like and um, doing it um on an on a, it's like on an improvisational basis as well, because no way did he, uh, like, you know, like plan a way to tell, to a link all these, um, six volumes. It's like, I, like as, as he was writing them, it's just kind of like, Hey, you know, it's like, like Marvel's just giving me like, um, these, uh, like these, these opportunities to write these stories. And so like, I just kind of find ways to, uh, connect them. So I kind of like that. And I think it works too. Cause like now, um, Marvel is reissuing, like, his work in omnibus format. So if you want, if you want to um, get his work in that format, then you can. But at the same time, you can get it all in six volumes: um, Thanos Wins, Cosmic Ghost Rider Volume One, Death of the Inhumans, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume, The Final Gauntlet, Silver Surfer Black, and um, Guardians of the Galaxy Faithless. Yeah, it's like it doesn't always it doesn't hang together as a great big cosmic cosmic epic but i think it does work in the sense in that it's telling a, a story about all these characters like who have have connections it's like and how they've got reasons for like you know ha- hanging out and appreciating each other it's like it you know it's like it's it's just fun to see like you know like how um one unexpected success in the marvel universe like you know can spawn like its own interconnected web of of subsequent tiles so because hey like 
if it wasn't for Thanos wins, you know, we wouldn't be having, um, we wouldn't have had absolute carnage. Wouldn't have had, um, the King in black right now. So, yeah. So it's, so it's been fun seeing like, you know, what this, what, um, cases, um, success in the cosmic space has led to in, like in the current Marvel like universe, and also just what he's been doing in, in the creator owned series space as well. Because, goddamn, it's like I love um, Redneck, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he's got to offer in um, ah, in um, crossover for Image. Because you know, hey, he's eventually going to run out of juice to um, do Marvel stuff, but um, you know. But I'm sure that image is always going to have room for him to do whatever he wants. And still, it's like, hey, you know, it's like he's a guy who got me to like read an ongoing Venom series for the first time in in the character's history. So he's doing something right. I definitely know that. So, um, so I guess John, uh, like if you're still awake at this point, um, like any thoughts on your end about uh, any of this? Oh, hey, hello. Yes. Realized. Oh, oh, no, I'm not awake anymore. No, anyway. Uh, no, actually, I was awake the whole time. So, um, <laughs> um, I don't have anything outside of that, um, you know, Kate's is a local celebrity around here. So, yeah, uh, we, we, we like our, we like our, um, we like our local celebrities and, um, guys who pay off your, uh, comic, comic book, um, like Polis. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, for because this was uh, uh, his his area. You know, this is that was his stomping grounds. Actually, that's what he, uh, he Austin. He wanted to pay that back. He actually went the this store. It's called Dragon's Lair over here in Austin. Uh, is a store he went to as well. He's patronized. So when he lived here, so that's a cool thing. Um, outside of that, um, you know. Um, some interesting things here to think about and that sounds like a definite recommend for you so i'm i may pick it up myself so um what do you, do you know what you're gonna have on tap for us next week i've got like plenty of stuff on tap in fact like my initial thought was to do a like a, a thing on gideon falls but maybe i'll do something on ping pong but also um coming in the future um are gonna be my thoughts on um ten of swords which i'm gonna like um drag rob in like as well, because I'm sure he got he's got some thoughts on that as well, and also as as I mentioned, like you know, it's like the uh, the King in Black thing event is ongoing as well. So like once that's done, like I'll be bringing in Myron as well, but that might not be until like uh like um like uh, March or April, but hopefully we'll see. So like I got plenty of stuff, but next week it's either going to be next time it's either going to be Gideon Falls or Ping Pong. We'll see. All right, cool. Well, you'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glitch. All right, later's.